What's up, y'all? Welcome to my podcast, Mass Murder Talk. We're on this podcast. We'll be talking about all things mass murder. My name is Janine, and if you're a bigger true crime fan as I am, you are definitely in the right spot. Hopefully, you're interested in hearing some things I have to say and enjoy hearing true crime stories. So with that, let's start the episode. This episode is going to be about the Roden family massacre. This whole story centers around custody between Hannah Roden and Jake Wagner. At the time, Hannah and Jake had a four-year-old daughter, and I'm guessing the little girl is probably around six now. Hannah and Jake Wagner started dating when Hannah was about 13. I couldn't find out exactly how old Jake was at the time. I think he was around 20 which throws up a lot of fucking red flags. Why the fuck is a 20-year-old even approaching a 13-year-old? Hannah became pregnant when she was 15, and Jake tried to convince her to share custody of their daughter, but she absolutely refused. She wasn't having any of that. I couldn't find out if Jake was abusive, if there was family tension. I'm really not sure. But Jake obviously was not happy about her decision. I'm pretty sure they weren't friends on Facebook because she had two different Facebook accounts and he was able to access one where she said that she would never agree to any terms of them sharing custody of their daughter. So this must have pissed Jake all the way off because a few months later, eight members of the Roden family are dead. So the Roden family lived in Pike County, Ohio, which is in the southern part of Ohio about 60 miles from Columbus and about 50 miles from Cincinnati. The shootings occurred the night of April 21st through early morning, April 22nd, 2016, and their bodies were found early morning, April 22nd. Seven of the victims, six adults, and a 16-year-old boy were shot execution style in three different trailers on the property. An eighth victim, an adult was discovered in a trailer about 10 minutes away in nearby Piketon. There were three young children found at the scene, ages three, six months, and a four-day-old, but they were not harmed. Thank God. The four-day-old was Hannah and Jake's daughter. So I'm thinking this is probably like a rural community where You probably hear gunshots all the time, but you kind of just don't think anything of it because it's usually not a big deal. You're probably not thinking that an entire fucking family is being murdered at the time. So at this point, investigators believe that the murders were premeditated and the perpetrators were known to the rodents. The bodies, as I said, were later discovered on April 22nd when Bobby Joe Manley, sister of victim Dana Roden, came to feed the pets at the homes. So she's there. She's just trying to feed the pets. I'm guessing this is something that she does every day. She's like, oh, it's a little quiet, you know, it's a little eerily quiet. Nobody's around. I don't hear anybody. I don't see anybody. The police receive a 911 call about two bodies inside a home around 750 in the morning. Before the police arrived, Manley found two more bodies in the second home on the property. Her brother, James Manley, went to check on their sister, Dana, and discovered the third crime scene. The police find three more victims when they arrived. 
So at approximately 1.30 p.m., another 911 call comes in and reports the eighth body that was found in the camper in Piketon. The four-day-old was found in the bed with her mother's body. So this little girl, four days old, is laying in the bed next to her mother that has died. I couldn't even imagine that. That is absolutely heartbreaking to me. Why in the world would you want to take a mother away from her child? I don't understand that. The three-day, the four-day-old and the three-year-old were placed under protective service, and the three-year-old was placed under guardianship of his mother, who had no involvement in the shooting. The bodies were taken to Hamilton County Coroner's Office in Cincinnati, where it was discovered all but one were shot multiple times. Four of the victims were shot once, twice, or three times. One was shot four times. Two were shot five times, and the eighth suffered a total of nine gunshot wounds. I'm so confused. I don't understand that. That is just so much fucking overkill. Why the fuck do you need to shoot somebody nine times? I'm pretty sure... They were dead after the first couple of shots. The death certificates were released on May 28th, and it clarified that six of the eight victims were shot in the head. They found bruising on some of the bodies that indicated that they had been beaten as well. So on top of shooting these people to death, well, they were probably beaten first. They probably said, "Okay, well, let's beat them. So beating them didn't work. So fuck it. Let's kill them. Let's just shoot them in the head and get it over with. Some of the victims were even shot in their bed. From the number of gunshot wounds on the bodies, it was estimated 32 shots were fired during the killings. I don't know about y'all, but to me, that seems a little personal. At this point, police believed there was more than one shooter because of the distance of the crime scenes. And there was a third crime scene about a mile away and the other two crime scenes were within walking distance, and then the fourth crime scene was about eight miles away. So for a little minute, investigators considered that, you know, maybe this was a murder-suicide, but they didn't find any guns. So they ruled that out. It can't be murder-suicide when there are no guns. So Attorney General Mike DeWine said that the killings were planned, premeditated a sophisticated operation because of the efforts taken by the shooter or shooters to cover up their tracks to remove forensic evidence. I read somewhere that um, they had picked up the shells from the bullets. I'm pretty sure they couldn't have gotten all of them because once again, there were 32 shots fired and they were probably panicking, trying to make sure that they were able to clean up everything or get as much evidence together or get rid of as much evidence as they could. And they just couldn't get it all. So at this point, the police are not sure if all the members of the Roden family were being targeted. So they urged the surviving members, Hey, y'all be careful. Keep your head on the swivel. Stay in at night until we can figure out exactly what's going on. So The people in the community, they're scared, they're confused, they're wondering, is there a fucking serial killer out here? I mean, are we next? 
what the fuck? So the police suggested that they also stay in at night. So at this point, uh, all kinds of law enforcement is involved from the BCI, which is the Bureau of Criminal Investigation to the sheriffs, even the DEA provided some technical expertise to DeWine's office. I mean, y'all, they are not playing. They are trying to figure out who killed an entire fucking family overnight and why. So at this point, there is media coverage everywhere. It is all over everything. You couldn't turn on the TV without hearing about this. And of course, the people in the community were talking about it. It was just everywhere. At least five search warrants were executed and more than 50 people were interviewed in connection with the killings. 72 pieces of evidence were examined, including a Facebook threat aimed at Christopher Roden Jr., which was posted before the shootings. Christopher Roden Jr. was one of the victims. May 12, 2017, a SWAT team from Franklin County, Ohio Sheriff's Office raided a Pike County home approximately 10 miles from the murders. At first, the police were, though they said they were searching for suspects, but they were actually looking for evidence. So by now, the police are kind of putting two and two together. They're like, okay, well, where are the Wagners? You know, where is Jake Wagner and his family? Why have they not been concerned? Why is he not asking, where's my daughter? Uh, You know, they're not understanding. You know, they're trying to figure out why is he not, just why is he not concerned? So by now it has seemed like the Wagner family had fallen off the face of the earth. I had read somewhere that they had a couple of houses and they had sold a house and they had just kind of disappeared. On June 20th, 2017, Ohio police announced that they were seeking additional information on Jake Wagner, along with his parents, Billy and Angela and his brother, George. So the family was found living in Alaska and the police wanted to question them about interactions with the Roden family specifically conversations pertaining to vehicles, firearms, and ammunition. Okay, I understand wanting to question them about that, but why would you not want to question them as to why the fuck did you go to Alaska after you realized that the Roden family was killed? You went to Alaska after you realized that the mother of your child and her entire family was dead. I don't understand why that was not one of the questions. Wouldn't that be a question in your mind? Why did you just disappear? Why did you not care about your child? Did, why are you not concerned if your child is okay? Those would have been my top questions if anything had happened to any of my kids in that capacity, first and foremost. I want to know for a fact that my kids are okay, still breathing, and I need to see them physically see them before you tell me anything else. So on November 13th, 2018, Mike DeWine announced that Billy Wagner, Angela Wagner, George Wagner, and Jake Wagner had all been arrested and charged with planning and carrying out the murders. 
The police also believed that the Wagners took the victim's phones, any recording devices, and the trail camera. Now, when they were arrested, I couldn't find if they had any of the victim's property on them. So let's move on. Rita Newcomb, mother of Angela Wagner and Frederica Wagner, mother of Billy Wagner, are accused of perjury and obstructing justice for allegedly misleading investigators. Newcomb is also charged with forging documents to cover up crimes. So when the Wagner family was arrested, they also seized a laptop with forged documents on the computer saying that Hannah had agreed to shared custody. But as we know at this point, Hannah said that that would never happen, that she did not want to share custody with him because we don't know why. She just said it was absolutely not going to happen. In December in 2019, Rita Newcomb pled guilty to a lesser charge of obstructing official business in connection with the 2016 homicides. In exchange, prosecutors dropped the forgery, obstruction of justice, and a perjury charge against her. She had a little shmoney shmoney, so she was able to get away with that. On September 10th, 2021, Angela Wagner pled guilty to conspiracy to commit aggravated murder, several counts of aggravated burglary, tampering with evidence, and other charges as part of a plea deal. So the remaining eight counts of aggravated murder against her were dismissed. She's still facing 30 years in prison, though. But that will depend on her testifying against her family. And see, here's the thing with that. This is what always gets me. All this shit always seems like a good idea until it comes down to getting caught. And then once motherfuckers get caught, then it's always, oh, I want to point the finger or I want to testify against this person or I wasn't there. That was them. I was just sitting in the car waiting. I didn't know what they were doing. It's always some excuse until all the shit comes down and then you have to face reality of what the fuck you've done. So as of December 22nd, George Wagner, the older brother of Jake Wagner, is still facing the death penalty. I'm not really sure why he's facing the death penalty. I couldn't really find any information. I think it's probably because, um, well, actually, him and his father are facing the death penalty. And I think it's because maybe they were uh, the ones who planned everything out, I think. I'm not really sure. Once again, I couldn't find that much information about it. So they, him and his son, Billy, and his son, George, have a court date coming up in February 2022. I couldn't find an exact date for that either. On April 21st, 2021, five years to the day of the Roden family murders, Jake Wagner, who was now 29, pled guilty to eight counts of aggravated murder, felony conspiracy, four counts of aggravated burglary, multiple counts of tampering with evidence, and unlawful sex with a minor, and several other charges. So the prosecutors agreed that during sentencing, he will serve eight consecutive life terms without parole, plus 100 years for the sentences of all the other charges. He won't be sentenced until his other family members' cases are resolved because 
he may have to testify in their cases as well. So y'all tell me, what do y'all think? Does this seem like something that was just ridiculous from somebody who threw a temper tantrum because they couldn't get their way? Or is this somebody who was really wanting to see their child? I don't know if she was refusing to let him see the little girl at all, or he just wanted to spend a little bit more time with her. I don't know. So now I'm going to go over the names of the family members. And because I just feel like they deserve their respect. So I'm going to go over the names of the family members and their causes of death. So Christopher Roden Jr., age 16, gunshot wounds to the head. Christopher Roden Sr., gunshot wounds to the head, torso, and limbs. Clarence Frankie Roden, gunshot wounds to the head. Dana Lynn Roden, gunshot wounds to the head and neck. Gary Roden, gunshot wounds to the head. Hannah May Roden, gunshot wounds to the head. Hannah Hazel Gilly, gunshot wounds to the head. Kenneth Roden, single gunshot wound to the head. This whole thing is tragic and sad. So I just wanted to give my thoughts and opinions. What are y'all's thoughts and opinions? I would love to hear them. Till the next episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast, Mass Murder Talk. My next episode, I'll be talking about the 2017 Las Vegas shooting. Thank you for hanging out with me today. And I will get with y'all in the next one. Deuces.